Hello, everybody. It's us, the Vanguard Goose Party. Vanguard Goose Party! I'm, I'm Nick Goose. I'm Elise Goose. And I'm Alex Goose. Honk. 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 Uh, press Y. Press Y to honk. To honk and start the rebellion. Press, press Y to pay disrespects. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best version of that that I've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> Which only works if you're familiar with the press F to pay respects. Well, uh, who isn't at this point? Yeah, but at least it's not. <laughs> I have no idea what any of you are talking That's about. That's fine. Uh, well, welcome, guys. We have a podcast. Honk! We're, we're some geese. Honk! Um, <laughs> Uh, Give him a bell! Is that going to be your contribution tonight? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk a lot about Untitled Goose Game because I'm Goose Game is super so obsessed good. with it. Nice. Um, it was a lot of fun. It Huck. made me giggle for several hours, which in this bleak, depressing world of ours, <laughs> you know. This bleak world where they're gentrifying Sesame Street. Gentrifying Sesame Street. The United States is now involved in it. Very minimum, two ongoing genocides. Um, Are you talking about the one in the border and the new one in Turkey? Three ongoing genocides. <laughs> Are you referring to how many again? Oh, uh, the one at the border, the one in Turkey, and then the one in Yemen. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you forgot about that one. That's a lot of genocide. Yeah. That's a lot of... That's... Okay, <laughs> That was... Inappropriate, and yeah, I apologize. Was a little bit. I'm so sorry. But Untitled Goose Game is a good game Hunk. that will fill the void in your soul Hunk. for a few really solid hours <laughs> for Hunk, in Hunk. exchange for fifteen dollars. <laughs> Hunk. Hunk. Flap flap, flap in my wings. I just I wish I could become a goose. Like that's. <laughs> You God. wish you could be a goose? Yeah. No, like, okay, so have you played Untitled Goose Game or no. heard anything about I it? I have. I've watched some It's It's some impossible play, but... at this point to have not at least yeah. seen it on your so... Facebook feed. Yeah, I've, I've watched somebody play through, like, the first stage of it in, like, the garden. Yeah. So, but, yeah, nothing more beyond that. So you play as a goose mm -hmm. uh, in this, like, middle-class English town, and you're basically a terrorist? Mm-hmm. You're just like running around and fucking up these people's shit. You're, it sounds like a goose. It's yep. amazing. Um, so it's like really beautiful and cartoonish. Uh, the music is just like a simple piano, um, but like it it changes. Yeah, it's dynamic. As you, as, like as you interact with your surroundings. So if you're being mischievous, there's like a little mischievous sounding uh theme if you're just like waddling around there's like a little waddle theme um if like somebody's about to find out that you're doing something you're not supposed to do the the music picks up um it's great it's great so there are four levels there's four levels uh there's the garden mm -hmm. uh with the gardener who you terrorize and steal his shit and then there's the shop area with a little boy who you make pee his pants um, you don't actually make him pee his pants, but you can trip him and put him in the, in the... Steal his glasses. Steal his glasses. Steal his toy. You can trap him in a, in a phone booth. Yep. Um, you can make him buy back his own toy, which is great. And then there's a lady with a broom and you can lock her in a garage because fuck her. And there's a the person who owns the TV store. Yeah. And you can get them to come out and then you can go and be on TV, which is pretty great. And, tactical, uh, tactical goose action. It is tactical goose action. So then there's number, th and the third level is like, you go to these two houses that are side by side, and uh, you just fuck with shit in their garden. And then the last level, the most difficult level, is the pub. Oh no no no! There's five levels. Yeah. So there's the fourth level is the pub. pub yeah. And then uh, and you fuck shit up in the pub. Fuck shit. Fuck shit. Pretty much. And then like you go to. The model, the model village, village, wherein you see. So in the beginning of the goose, okay, these are like spoilers for goose. Spoiler game. for goose game, <laughs> untitled, goose which game. takes you like literally an hour to play it. Yeah. Through. So, um, spoilers for un untitled goose game. At the beginning of the game, you are like in your little like I guess goose lair. You're in your goose lair, and you walk over. If you waddle over, you can see like a big store of golden bells. Um, just. In the in your fucking goose lair, it's your goose lair. You have a bunch of golden bells, and um, which is great. 
And you turns out in the fifth level, in the final level, the, uh, whole pr- you, the purpose of all of this is the town in the town's model village. Their church has the model church has a golden bell that apparently you break the church down, you steal the bell, and you walk all the way from the model village to your goose lair. And you just throw the bell into your pile of bells. And it's like, you've clearly done this like eight or nine times. Because it is a big ass pile of fucking bells. And it's like, when will these idiots learn? Like, stop putting it back up. I'm just going to wreck your shit. I am your god. Honk, honk. So. It's it's the fucking best. I had such a shit weekend. And Nick Mm. bought this for me. And it just cheered me up so much. And then it was great. And it was like, when you're in game and like, you know, something doesn't go right, you just throw a goose tantrum. You just keep pressing Y to honk. And then you press ZL and you sl- and you flap your wings everywhere and you spin around in circles. It's great. You just yell at people. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like. It's very cathartic. It's so cathartic. It's. It's honestly, it's the fucking best. Everybody needs to play Entitled Goose Game. And there's no reason why we can't just do that, like, in real life. Yeah. You know, just yeah. honk at people in the street. It was really funny, because, like, I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers about this idea that, like, some people are ducks and some people are geese. <laughs> and it's, like, the people who are ducks, it's, like, they're very calm, but, like, they're paddling along. You know how, like, you see ducks and like, oh, yeah, they yeah. paddle along and it's, like, you know... They're very calm and serene on the outside, but like, oh, like they're, they're working panicking. really hard they're just under really the surface. Uh, and I'm, I am not a, I am not a duck, because uh, everybody knows when I'm lo- working really hard and losing my, about to lose my shit. I am a goose, because uh, geese like waddle around and yell at you, <laughs> and they're just like honk honk, motherfuckers. Now you know how stressed I am, and I was like, you know. I don't know if it's worth it to be a duck. Yeah. Like, I, you know, honk honk, motherfuckers. I mean, there is also a duck game, which the question that just remains is, which is better? I'm inclined to believe Untitled Goose Game. I've never played the duck game. Uh, duck game's all right. It is it is a pretty fun party game. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you're, you and your friends are ducks, and you try to kill each other, and that's the game. No, Untitled Goose Game is way better. Yep way fucking better fuck that uh yeah no it's and it, what's what's very delightful is like there you have certain objective objectives that you have to do and they all stem from you being an asshole yep I, like one of them is like get the gardener wet mm-hmm. uh, another one is like lock the gardener out of the garden well, that's one of the um, secret ones yeah that's one of the secret ones so there's like ones that you know and then there's secret ones and then people like just started doing whatever apparently there's one person there's a player who just decided to take everything (laughs) from the town and throw it in the pit yes so he like stole like the gardener's radio and the kid's plane and it was like anything that wasn't nailed down he just stole and took it back to his lair and threw it in the pit so it's like there's so many things you can do that don't even count as objectives. Yeah. Like, you can throw a penny in a wishing well. And yeah, like, I liked that one. You know, you can you can uh, play the wind chimes in the ladies' garden. and The frustrating one about the wishing well, though, yeah. is that if you, you, you realize, if you're paying attention, that if you throw something in the wishing well, it winds up in the river. Um, and so, like, I had the thought, as I was running back to my little goose lair with my bell... With Goose my hard won spoils. I'm like, shit, if I just throw this in the, uh, if I just throw this in the wishing well, it'll wind up in the river and I can like bypass half the game. Well, apparently the game knew that, the game knew that but I feel like I should have been rewarded for playing around with this stuff and figuring that stuff out because, but the game like covers up the wishing well. So you can't do that. But I feel like that'd be a great little like reward for the people who yeah. figured like who played around with all this stuff. Well, you and know, this you out. can go around and throw other people's shit in the well. Yeah. And then it'll float in the river. That's true. You know, you don't cross off an objective, but like you also got to fucking ruin somebody's day. That's true. So like, I don't know. It is, 
it is relaxing mm. and cathartic. Can you be a helpful goose? No, no, fuck that. Why would you be a helpful goose? No, like the <laughs> whole... They're the keeping you from your bells. <laughs> you are their god. <laughs> Apparently, according to... What was it? Somebody on Twitter. Was it the creator? That, like, someone was, was talking about how they were so happy that they were pissing off, like, these small town yeah. conservatives. But, like, no, in the in the timeline of Goose Game... <laughs> In the timeline the, of Goose the Game. The official lore. The official lore. A goose scared Margaret Thatcher out of office. Yes! And it was like a Benite rebellion. Yes! And so like all the villagers and everyone's like a Marxist. Oh no. <laughs> now I feel bad. That's fine. Not bad enough to stop stealing their shit and throwing it into my lair. My pit. <laughs> I didn't take that kid's glasses and I'm going to throw in the river. Yeah. I'm going to do that next. But yeah, like it's just like shit and you can come up with that shit and... Like, you know, you can throw a sandwich. Like, you waddle up and you see the sandwich. And the first thought is like, I can throw that sandwich in the river. <sighs> and then you do. Can you eat the sandwich? No, no you, can't. you can't. Eat you can't. One of the objectives, though, from the first level is have a picnic. Oh, and yeah. there's like a picnic blanket. And mm-hmm. so like you grab the sandwich and you take it over to the picnic blanket. And then the like the picnic basket. I'm trying to remember what else. You need the radio. Need that the was radio. the hard one because the radio summons the gardener because it yeah. makes noise when you pick it up. The... The one of the person I was watching playing that had the biggest trouble getting that to work mm-hmm. uh. because somehow he fucked up the basket. So like the one of the like like how you can the the handles mm-hmm. yeah like they move they, yeah they have physics. Well like one of the handles ended up like underneath it. Oh and so oh, no. like it wants to right itself. Yeah. But then the other handle is on top, so it just was a perpetual motion machine <laughs> spinning constantly uh, and trying that to get away. Amazing. There are yeah, like there was something and like my neck got stuck in a weird place and so I had to exit out and restart the game. But like it's pretty forgiving. It'll save your progress. So. Yeah. If you're in the middle of doing something, you'll have to kind of start it over from the beginning. So like yeah. some of the ones that require you to steal multiple things, you kind of have to do all like, in one do go. the shopping do and the you shopping. have to like get a bunch of things and put steal it in the a flowers. shopping basket. The steal the flowers one was really hard. Um, another one that was unnecessarily hard was uh, score a goal. Have you done that one yet? I have tried so goddamn hard. Mm. I have tried so goddamn hard to do score a goal. Mm. But you take the soccer ball, right? Yeah. From the, you take the soccer from ball the from the shop area. And, and you then gotta... you take it all the way through to the, the past the garden to the yard with the um, soccer well, net the problem is, is that you have to go through both fucking gardens. Right. To get to the soccer. Like, you can't just go around the garden yeah, and yeah. then score a goal. Um, uh, I think that's the part that the, I find frustrating. The thing that I found, because I was had a pretty easy time of, like, getting that stuff over there. The hardest part is that the, the, uh, the yard uh-huh. or the garden, I guess, that has the um, soccer goal in it is on an incline. Oh, which you fuck. can't tell. So the ball will, once you get it in there, start rolling away from the soccer goal. God damn so it. you really have to work very quickly to get it in the goal. That is such bullshit. Yeah. Uh, just unnecessarily difficult, but yeah. so rewarding once I actually did it. It was like, yes. Hunk, hunk, motherfucker. Yes. I am your god. <laughs> do what I want. Yeah. Um, the other one that I can't quite figure out how to do all of is uh, dress up the statue oh i don't understand which statue they're talking about the, they the, mean the, the bust the bust which bust the one in the garden the one that you dress up before but you was, did it with like the guy's glasses and his pipe and the hat oh i didn't do that part oh, okay yeah there's a bust in that the lady's garden Oh, okay. Um, you just take stuff and you like you put it in front of the bus. Oh no, pick... I did do that. Yeah. So the other one is to dress up the bus with things from outside of the garden area. So like you steal like a hat from one of the other characters and bring it back to the garden and leave it there and she'll put oh. it there. Or you steal the glasses from the kid and she'll put them <gasps> yes. on there. I but I did both of those things and I can't figure out what else they want me to put on there. Like what oh. else would fit on a bus? A scarf. Maybe, but I, I don't think there's one in the game. I I had that thought too. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe one of the flowers. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game is great. Anyway, highly recommend, uh, Untitled Goose Game. You can get it for computer or for the Switch. Nick and I played it on the Switch. Um. It seems like a game that's basically made for the Switch in terms of, like, I don't know, aesthetics, I guess. Like, it looks like a Switch game. God, it's so much fun. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's so much fucking fun. Oh, uh, speaking of like uh, nice little 
lefty things in it though because it is a, a, even though it is the most british thing to have ever existed in terms and of it like came the, out of australia yeah it was made in australia hmm. um and if you get if you beat the game if you get the bell back to your lair um in the credits they have a little nod to aboriginal independence and basically Aww. like saying like this game was made on the lands of I can't remember what it was, but the, the, this this group of, yeah, this, yeah. this group of people we pay respects to their ancestors. Yeah. Like the land was them. unseated. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, it was a never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever it is, I can't remember exactly the phrasing, but yeah, something like that. Nice. Um. So yeah, nice little, nice little thing in there. So go out and play Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Do it. Honk honk. Honk. Um. Wonk. I also have been playing another video game in addition to that one. Yeah, but fuck I, that. Just oh, talk but I about love it. that no, game. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, there's only so much you can say about Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, it's like, I it think is, we've literally it, like, said everything. It is, it is a pure joy, but it's something that has to be experienced. It can't really be explained in words. Mm-hmm. Um, but control. But control. I also cannot really be explained in words. It can be. You can use words. You, I, I don't know. If the words pay it justice, though, is the question. Yeah. So you've been playing Control. I, I, I think I'm about halfway through Control at this point. Okay. Um. So Control is a game by Remedy Studios, the same people who made Alan Wake and Max Payne. Um, and it is, in fact, in the same universe as Alan Wake explicitly. I have found one of the items <laughs> that, that kind of connects them. Uh, I found a... a uh, there's a uh, coffee thermos, mm-hmm. and that coffee, the thermoses were one of the collectible items in Alan Wake. Mm. Um, and if you you can find a report on it, so explains, let's okay, let's take a yeah. back step. Let's so about, control yeah. is control. basically like if there was an SCP game made by an actual studio. Yes, which is exactly what it is. Like it's mm-hmm. it is shamelessly an SCP fan game. Mm-hmm. Made by people who actually have like a real video game studio and yep. are just like coding things in their spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you play as a young woman named Jesse, um, whose brother Dylan had been taken away by the uh, Bureau of Control, which is a secret government organization, uh, Federal Bureau of Control, uh, a secret government organization that protects the world from what they call um, altered world events where just other dimensions basically kind of seep into our own. Mm -hmm. And they do this from their lair or base or headquarters headquarters in Manhattan in uh, the oldest house, the oldest house, which is the, this giant infinite building that constantly shifts and constantly is changing. Um, Which the way that they introduce that idea is the greatest thing because I was not clear on what was going on. And you walk into this room and you go around the corner and they just play with impossible space. Mm -hmm. Like the door you come in just kind of disappears Mm -hmm. and the hallway loops around and suddenly there's another hallway there. That's that wasn't there before. Um, They don't, I feel like they don't play with that idea often enough, at least in what I've played of it. Cause Mm -hmm. it's fairly consistent um, but I, ha- I had a realization today. I was thinking about it. I hadn't, I wasn't playing it today, but I was thinking a little bit about the game and I was thinking about like the, the physics in it. Cause there, there's a lot of like really fun physics stuff, like mm. things ragged all around you. Um, I have a, uh, I've gotten the power to like f- briefly fly around from place to place, mm-hmm. which is probably the most fun thing in the gameplay of this game. You can fling things you at can, people. You can and... fling things. You can fling other people at other people. Uh, once you upgrade that enough. Um, you can dash really fast and like plaster will fall off the walls. And I was like, man, that game is great with all the destructible stuff, but you know, you leave a room and then you come back to it. Yeah. And everything's back again. It would have been better if like the carnage stayed. And then I'm like, Oh no, wait, it's because the house, it's the, house. the house cleans itself up. Yeah. Like that's like, that's such a great thing that I, as far as anything that I've seen has not been explicitly stated in any of the things that I've seen, but I'm like, no, that's exactly what's happening. The house <laughs> is just repairing itself. Yeah. <laughs> like there's an in-game explanation for it, which, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Um, the but, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, so your brother gets taken away. Your brother is kidnapped by them, and you've spent year the last several years of your life trying to find him. Um, and you finally found your way there, only to find that it has been invaded and taken over by this other 
extra dimensional entity or conglomeration or force of some kind. And to top it all off, the, the director. Hits. Yeah, the director has killed himself. Mm-hmm. And now you're the director somehow. Because the house says you are. Because the house, or the gun said you are. I think it's because the gun. The said, gun said the you gun are. The gun says you are. The, the, the service weapon. <laughs> the sword chooses the user or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I like it a lot. It is not, I don't know. The tone is not entirely what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I, I was expecting it to be a little bit creepier. Like it's not, it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. The, it's more Night Vale than SCP the, in terms of the tone. Well, well, like the, what's his name? The head scientist, Dr. Darling. Dr. Darling. Like yeah. he leaves these little like PSA ding, videos ding. that like, where he's just like, He's just so he's just so lovely. He's it, just... It's at the start yeah. as the game goes on, you start to see him become unhinged. Yeah, he he becomes unhinged. He but knows still, that the hiss is coming. Yeah, but like even so, he's doing this. Like I've been I haven't been playing the game, but I've been following along with people who's doing a let's play of it, and I've been watching them do the um do their do the thing, and apparently like. Apparently, there's like a secret video mm-hmm. where he dances around into like a music, the like of what is it? Uh, God, what's the name of the song? Um, is Dynamite. It... Oh, by okay. Mud. Oh, that's funny. Because there is there is a song that's a either an altered item or an object of power. Yeah. Did you get like well, I thought that... it would have been that, and that would have been hilarious. No, the song that song. Okay, so that song apparently is by like. A f- like a, a band that's a friend of the dead. I, I kind of got that feeling. Yeah. yeah. But no, like there's there's just like a video of him dancing around to and then she walked in looking like dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best. I haven't seen that part yeah. yet. That's great. I need to see if I can find it. Because there's like a lot of hidden joys mm-hmm. in that game. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, so like, I enjoyed what I played of Alan Wake. Um I'll kind of get into the differences between the games in a little bit, but I like that they, they obviously link them together. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so there's in Alan Wake, you collect coffee thermoses as one of the collectible items. um, And you find a report saying, Oh yeah, these things started popping up all over bright falls, Washington a few years ago, which that's the name of the town (laughs) where Alan Wake takes place. Um, and then it said something along the lines of uh, an unusual thing about these is that, you know, whatever is poured into them becomes very good, very strong co- coffee, regardless of the quality of when it was poured in. <laughs> um, and then there's something about uh, shortly before his disappearance, the author, Al- Alan Wake, was seen collecting this for a redacted purpose. <laughs> it's like, that's good. I like it. Now... Alan Wake, I, that's a game that I haven't played, but I have, and mm-hmm. I want. To, I should probably sit down and play it at some point. Yeah. Um, is there another game in like the extended universe of this? From what I understand, Max Payne is also kind of related to it, okay. um, but I'm not exactly sure how. I think it's that Alan Wake is supposed to be the writer of the Max Payne universe. Okay. So like he created Max Payne, kind of. Um, and I, I heard, I don't know, I've heard some obscure little references to. Max Payne being referenced in this game as well, but I haven't seen anything about it, so okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Alan Wake. The problem that I have with that game, like I love the story and I love the universe and all the characters and all that stuff, mm-hmm. all the things that I really love about Control. Um, the difference is, is that in between the great little story moments in Control, there's a lot of really fun combat and the combat gets more exciting and more fun as the game goes on because you can upgrade your character and you get powers and like i said at this point now i'm i'm just like zipping around the room like flying up in the air picking up desks and hurling them at people (laughs) um it's just it's great and then like you can take you can take people over like you can uh take control of enemies who'll start fighting for you Mm -hmm. um like it's just a lot of fun whereas alan wake's combat consists of Oh, these guys are like they have the exact same kind of enemies where it's like regular people who are taken over by this extra dimensional force. But in Alan Wake, instead of like this being the sound based thing, it's like the shadow creature. Um, and so you have to fight them with like flashlights. Um, 
basically. Mm-hmm. And so you go around with a flashlight and a gun and you point your flashlight at them until they kind of stagger and then you shoot your gun at them. And that's all the combat is. And you go down a corridor and it's like, oh, monster's coming. And you do that for a few minutes and then you get to the next place where the story happens. And then you continue down the same corridor. So it's like the gameplay is not nearly as engaging as it is with um, with Control. And also, there's a lot of, like, really fun, like, side quests for Control. Like, have you seen the janitor yet? In the oh, yeah. Even... oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so have you been... Have they been Have you... They, yeah, have they been doing any of the side quests for Ati? They did one of them, but then I think they haven't done any. Oh, others. my God. That's... So far, that has been one of my favorite things in the game. Because they're ridiculous things. Like, one of them is talk to the plants in the research section. <laughs> like, there are five plants that have wilted. And you go over and you... Or uh, six of them or something. You go over and you talk to them. And she just kind of says something like little, they're fun little character moments. Mm -hmm. And as she's talking, the wilted plants turn green again. (laughs) Um, And you will actually, as you're doing this, if you look around, you will find a memo from someone who works in the research area complaining about, does Ati have to sing to all these plants all the time? Like, (laughs) he's a really good singer, but do we really need to do this? Also, where are these plants coming from? I don't remember anyone ever bringing them in. (laughs) I think I remember, I think I remember, okay, so I think I remember they found that note, but they didn't do the, the... Yeah, there's a side quest for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one where it's like, you go and you clean out a clog mm-hmm. and like the clog is like sentient. So you're just like shooting it. They did, they did a thing where they had to play around with luck and they unlocked the outfit. Have you done that? No, I haven't done that. There's like yet. this room where they have all these items of luck. Oh yes. Yeah. And there's like in the, an adjoining room, there's like a, a, a puzzle that you can oh. solve and it will grant you an outfit oh, if you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was in the, I was in the room. I thought you said locks. Yeah. No, I was in the room with all the lucky charm mm-hmm. things. I did not realize that there was a puzzle. I just thought it was a cute little thing. No, there's, there's like an adjacent side room uh, to that where you go in there and there's like a whiteboard that has it all. I'll have to figure that out. Then. Check that out. Cause yeah, I haven't, I, I got a couple of extra outfits, but I think it's because I got the digital deluxe edition. I think they came with two extra outfits. Ah, gotcha. Um, so I don't know. I mostly wanted it because uh, that had the uh, the DLC stuff mm-hmm. for when that comes out. And that also includes, I think, I'm not sure if it's exclusive to that or exclusive to the PlayStation version. But you, you saw a little bit of this when you came up the other day. But there's a little bit of a... Uh, a Death Stranding tie-in. Yeah, so that that is not in the PC version yeah. of the game, which is the game that my, the people I'm watching are playing. Yeah. So they weren't able to actually do that. Yeah, but he, they do re- talk about it. Yeah. yeah, Hideo Kojima's in it. Yeah. it. It's great. He does guided meditation for you <laughs> in Japanese, and then someone else translates it. Yeah. There is a seagull picking at an empty bag of potato chips. I believe they are jalapeno-flavored. <laughs> this forklift has run over the, the seagull! Oh no, his poor wife. Those potato chips were for her. <laughs> oh no. Quick, stop this evil mechanical forklift destroying our beach. Um, God, yeah, that was, that was fun. You know, I, I wish that you got something out of that. I mean, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, what do you normally get expect to get out of guided meditation? I don't know. I would. I mostly would have liked like some kind of extra, like, a, like a stupid little outfit or like something like that. Like death, like a like a bridges outfit would have been fun. But, uh, but you got a sense of mind. That's true. You did get a sense. And she does note. I think my favorite thing about it is the character says something like, "I I do feel more relaxed." There you go. You that's that's what you get out of it. <laughs> It's like, all right, doctor. It's it was so weird. Um, I don't know. It's fun. I, like I said, I'm about halfway through. Uh, like it's not. It, it's goofier. It's way goofier than I kind of wanted it to be. Because I mainly picked it up because I'm like, hey, it's October. I kind of want to play like a spooky game. And it's like, there's kind of like weird stuff. But I'll, I'll put it like this. There was a part where I was. Uh, have you seen the refrigerator yet? Not off the top of my head. Okay. There's a part um, when you get to the Panopticon, you find a side quest. Uh, the Panopticon is where they keep all the altered items mm-hmm. um, that have to be kept in containment. Okay. So that they don't like go crazy and like destroy things. Um, and all of the altered items have certain things that you have to do to like placate them. 
to make it so they don't act up. And one of the altered items that's in the Panopticon is a refrigerator that you have to be looking at all the time. And so there's a part where you go by and there's a guy in a cell staring at the refrigerator. He's like, hello, is there anyone there? And if you go over and talk to him, he's like, oh, thank God. I don't know how much longer I can look at this thing. Look, you have like, someone was supposed to come and relieve me from the shift, but I, I, I've been stuck here for so long. Would you please help me? And you're in the middle of doing another quest and she's like, um... There's an emergency right now, but I'll come back and help you as soon as I can. And when you finally figure out what's going on, you, you're, like, you're like, okay, well, how can I help? Go talk to the guy who runs security here and he'll uh, he'll find someone to replace me. And you go talk to him and he's like, shit, he's still on fridge duty? He's been doing that for over a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't think there's anyone. Like, I, I guess you could go look over it for him. And you go and you, so he unlocks the door for you and you go in the room. And then you hear him go, uh, hey, Jesse, I think this thing's about to do something. And the door locks so you can't run in. And then when it unlocks again, you go in and the, the refrigerator is sitting there exactly like it was before. And a big splatter of blood in front of it. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's like a boss fight. Like you end up going into. You fight the fridge? You don't fight the fridge. Um, there's something that was like corrupting the fridge. And so you go in the astral plane and fight this other entity that was corrupting. I just want to have the fridge like bounce around like it's the uh, that would have been like great. it's the Super Mario that piano. That would have been great. I kind of was expecting that, but it was kind of a small room, so ah. it wouldn't really have worked because it's a, like a cell. You've probably seen some of the containment cells. Mm-hmm. That they I have, have yeah. The altered items. I love just running up to them and just seeing what's in there mm-hmm. um, because it's just like it's like a a boat that's looks like a swan. Yeah, or like a water cooler. Yeah, <laughs> or like um, there was there was one room. I think where there was one that was just an oscillating fan. There was one room where like is just covered on the ceiling and the floor with sticky notes. Yes, I loved that one. <laughs> and then you find the note where the guy is like, "I'm moving offices. I can't yeah. stop the sticky notes." <laughs> I I also like the there was one uh, where it was. Where it was someone complaining about how the bathroom on his floor has gone away and like no one's seen it for weeks. <laughs> and he's like, look, I'm, I, I know I shouldn't like, this isn't the only thing, but I worked really hard to get to this level of the building to like, to be able to work here with this office. I know that no one can control the shifts, but come on. <laughs> like, can someone try to do something about this to put the bathroom back on this level? And that's, and that's the actual ultimate irony about this government this federal bureau of control Mm -hmm. trying to establish control over this house yeah that is the oldest house and will do whatever the fuck it wants it's like a goose of houses it's the goose of houses the goose of houses and it will not put up with it for that much longer although you find out like the places you teleport to apparently um in one of the documents you find they're like okay these are the things that are basically stable and we can kind of use like technology to keep them even more stable. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's where everything is kind of built around these specific sections. Mm -hmm. I also like, um, have you seen the explanation for why all the technology in there is so old? Yeah, I think so. It's It's got to do with like the, because the house is like connected to the collective unconscious. Mm -hmm. So it's like newer technology, technology has been changing so much recently that the house can't really keep up. Uh-huh. So if like you can't one of the fir- the very you, you first you can't document, bring like a phone in yeah you, you can't, can't bring, bring a smartphone in yeah. or like a video game system or anything like that mm-hmm. so like all the computers are like 1980s mm-hmm. like at, like green monitors like all the all the clothing is like like, like even the clothing style I'd argue the clothing I don't know the clothing is not like super anachronistic I think it's mostly that like they're dressed as like the idea of like secret government agents yeah. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, all the technology and, like, the, the tape recorders are all, like, reel-to-reel. They mm-hmm. have, like, paper filing systems mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. There's vacuum tubes everywhere. That's it's true. It's one of my are. favorites. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's a great aesthetic for a game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I just, I wish it were a little bit creepier. Like, that's the thing. It's, like, none of the things that are in the game. Because one of my favorite things about SCPs would be, like, oh, that's a horrifying idea. Like a staircase that goes on forever. No, thank you. <laughs> or like, 
yeah, here's this door and these 12 rusty keys. And when you use a key and go through the door, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Like body parts like fly out of it. And Mm -hmm. like, like they had the funny stuff in there too, but I felt like the funny stuff was kind of more toned down and was also horrific. Like the vending machine. Mm. Um, I think there was a vending machine in, in, uh, in control as well well what the thing is that the vending machines you can't have like the any ideas like oh anyth- yeah you can't have anything yeah, that so would all have the, like the chips just are a plain white bag yeah. that say chips because if it has something that has a, like a personality of its own yeah then it could become its own personality yeah yeah uh. oh god it's it's fun um <laughs> it's such a well it's a well-conceived game it's a lot of fun to play mm-hmm. um yeah, so that's most of what I've been doing with my time is playing those two things. We've also been watching Star Trek some more, Deep Space Nine. We've also been watching a lot more Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, Have you finished season one? We finished. Season, we're most of the way through season two. Okay, I actually need to catch up with you then. Yeah. Because I have I have st- went to season one and then I started to watch the first episode of season two and then something came up and. Mm. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I realized what it was because I think we talked a little bit about Odo last time mm-hmm. and like how much I liked Odo and why that's that that's weird mm-hmm. given given my beliefs. And I figured out what it is. It's because capitalism is not the dominant force in space. Yeah. So he doesn't like he is a officer of law mm-hmm. but he doesn't serve the interests of capital. Yes. That's why I like him. Which is how the the Volkspolize, the the people's police, mm-hmm. can be a force for good when the capitalist police cannot. Yeah, right. uh, I, I that's why I, I figured that out the other day mm-hmm. because like oh it's because he goes against Quark and like he knows Quark's a scumbag and like doesn't put up with like any of his shit and, and he knows com- Quark's a capitalist and he's completely uncorruptible. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing that I like about him mm-hmm. is that he's not, you know, he's not gonna murder a key witness. And then try to say that someone drove from over four <sighs> hours away to buy drugs from someone who has been vetted as a state witness in a high-profile murder case and lived directly above a police officer. And yet that police officer didn't know that he had a giant, apparently giant criminal drug empire. Well, to be fair, that police officer also didn't know... What house was hers? <laughs> That's true. What apartment was hers? Jesus. Ugh. Like, that is the most, uh, I don't know, that's the most depressing, I don't know, not the most depressing thing, because again, there's, like, the Kurds are being ethnically cleansed as we speak. I, I that That's on my mind, like, I went to go, oh, the three of us are going to a wedding all, on uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. I went to go pick up my suit from the tailor, and it was playing at the tailors, like, they were talking, like, it was CNN covering, like, oh yeah, like, Turkey's just invaded and just like, and they're, they literally use the word ethnic cleansing and like, this is all Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> like, like these people are dying for like no reason. Uh, and like, it was not couched in any sort of language other than that. Like mm-hmm. it was very, I was in there for like five minutes and I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. like, cause I knew about that, but like, it was, it was another thing to like see it on something that, you know, your, your grandparents would watch on television. Mm -hmm. It's like, it it kind of makes it a little bit more real. I don't know, in a weird way that like most of the things that I yell and scream about, I feel like I'm yelling and screaming into the void. Cause again, like no one's still talking about that Yemenis genocide, but I guess that's because the Saudis are doing it. We can't say anything about them, Mm -hmm. but like, this is something that everybody's talking about. So. No. It's depressing. It's a depressing week with all those things. Be a goose. Do crimes. Yep. I got like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like I talked about goose game and I'm like, yep, that's it. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, I didn't do like I've been working a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. I've I've We've we've all been working. I've been a having lot. a busy time and not a great time. Yeah. But I've got a wedding coming up. And that's fun, but y'all don't want to hear about the personal stuff. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> Give the people what they want. What do you want? 
If you have anything that you would like to uh, have us talk about on the podcast, <laughs> if you'd like to help contribute, or if you have any, I don't know, fucking fan art. Oh, maybe we'll, we'll read your email aloud. Send it to us at email at gmail.com. And maybe we'll make fun of your grammar. I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. Nick will. I will. <laughs> um, they might not, though. Uh, we'll, we'll thank you profusely and say <laughs> we're glad you're trying so hard. Uh, I don't know what else. We, we finally finished the terror. We can talk about. That. Oh, that's right, we did. We finished the terror last I'm night. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> you well, you watched the very final. Part you watched of the very like the last half. <laughs> Elise walked no in at the last half hour of the last episode, and we're like, Alex and I are like, oh shit, this is happening, and Elise is like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Uh, so, right, I'm gonna go take a nap, <laughs> and I will see you guys in 20 minutes. Okay. So have fun. So <laughs> are you really leaving? So did we talk about the terror did at I all? Uh, I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> Hong Kong, motherfucker. Hong Kong, motherfuckers. Yep. Embody the goose. Um, I feel like we did when we first started watching it, I think and we, we haven't talked about it since then. I think, yeah, I think we started talked about how we started it, but we didn't talk anything about it. But this, I don't. It's kind of impossible to really talk about. I, I feel like. Well, let's let's at least give the people a synopsis of yeah. the beginning of the of the premise. Yes. So, so yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the premise of this is it's based off of a novel, mm-hmm. um, which the novel is based off of true events. Yes, the true events of the Franklin expedition to the Arctic in the 1840s, um, attempting to find the Northwest Passage, all that stuff. You know, British colonialism into Canada and all that. Yada yada. Yep. Um. So, this expedition had two ships on it, one of which was called the Terror. The other one is called Erebus. Yes. And historically speaking, the two of them vanished. They disappeared. Although um, I think they've recently rediscovered the Terror, actually. They did. The Terror was discovered just, I think, this year, actually, um, underwater. They, they, they found its wreck, basically. Um, and this possible possibility of some... Uh, underwater archaeology in the fucking Arctic, which is something. But um, anyway, yeah, so so the premise of this is the expedition is going on and they get stuck in the ice over the course of a year. And then they... What happens first? They run into... They find this woman... It kind of goes around. I don't know. The book goes back and forth in time, so it's kind of hard to follow. But yeah, they, yeah, they get stuck in the ice, and it's been well. Yeah, it ends up being for multiple years. But yeah, they find the woman and a man who they think is her father. But mm-hmm. I don't know. As events unfold, it might turn out to be something different. He, yeah. So he doesn't speak. He he doesn't speak, but she does, and the English kill him, like. I think on accident. They, yeah, it they, is accidental. They think that he's like a. They they hear a noise. They think it's like an animal or something. Somebody skittish and shoots at him. Yeah, and they, and try they to do save try him. to save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they try to save him and it doesn't work. Um, but turns out he was a person that had a special relationship with a spirit. Yes, called a tunbak, um, which then starts to manifest and attack the crew. Yes. Um, and the woman essentially tries to take his place and tries to keep the Tunbak under control. Uh, meanwhile, the crew is also but not only being hunted by the Tunbak, but also starting to go crazy. Yes. Because their food is poisoned, poisoned with, with tin. Lead. Uh, lead. With lead. Yeah, because the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the potted meats and mm-hmm. stuff that they have, like the tin meats, because this was in the days before people were aware of lead poisoning. Um, oh, people were aware of lead poisoning, but no, because they they talk about it. Remember, there's that episode. People have where... been aware of lead poisoning since the Roman really? Empire. I am, um... but they the capitalists didn't care because they could get away but with the, it. I don't know. In the in the universe of the show, the doctor is like, I don't know what this is. Like, well, they don't know what exactly it is. They think first. it's scurvy for a while. Yeah, and then they realize that it's got something to do with it, but it's like. They say it's like oh, it's kind of similar to like a heavy metal poisoning, but they they do realize that it's lead poisoning, and they know what lead poisoning is. It's just not necessarily super obvious of symptoms at first. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the crew starts is eating this this tainted meat, uh, and they've been doing it for years now, of course. Yeah, and there's all these different 
people, the, all these different crew members that you sometimes follow. You follow the captain of the terror. You follow the captain, you know, Captain Franklin as well. Um, you follow this crewman, Mr. Hickey. Um, fuck Mr. Hickey. He's pretty awful. Um, you follow like the doctor or the, the surgeon, I guess. He's not really yeah. doctor yet. Um, and so all these different characters have their moments to shine. And yeah, it's, uh, it gets dark. Oh yeah. Um, it gets, it gets real dark and there's like spots where you're like, oh, well maybe they'll survive. But like, you know, historically yeah, they don't, they don't. <laughs> Although they kind of twist it a little bit at the end, which I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a little, it has kind of a surprise of an ending, which let's not spoil the exact ending. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to, yeah. but I'm just like, they do, they do play a little bit with your expectations mm-hmm. in the, that sense, which yeah. I, I found enjoyable, but uh, it does a good job of even knowing the, the end is going to be bleak, uh, of playing with your hopes <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I still, I do not understand what the fuck happened to that group of people who went South. They were attacked like, by the Tunbach. Were they? Because like, they only got less than a day's travel and then they died. I guess. And their heads were on like the ground there. Like they were bending. No, 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 no. Not that group. No. The from the end. Oh, from the end. Yeah, yeah. When they were because they were going like the, the when the captain gives the orders, you all go south and you survive. Oh, to them, yeah. Yeah. And then like they've come across because like, it doesn't look like the Tunbach went through the camp because everything like all the people are still intact but like all the tents are in shatters and things like that yeah so i like i don't under and then like you see the one guy and he's got all like all the piercings in his face yeah i I think what (laughs) i think what had happened is they they continued to eat the tinned meats and they just either starved or went crazy i guess um I don't know. It was a, it was a, it seemed like a very quick, I guess what it was is it seemed like a very quick turnaround for them because like, well, it seems like a quick turnaround. Cause like he spends, like, I guess we're getting into spoilers now uh, are we, are we, I mean, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Um, so spoilers for the terror. If you don't want to be spoiled for the end of the terror, then go ahead and stop now. It's a good series. It's a good book. I understand you, you read, started I've read reading it. I read bits of it. I, I kind of want to go back and finish it now yeah. that I've watched the TV show. So watch the TV show. It's on HBO Plus or whatever. Hulu. Hulu? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was because it was on AMC originally. And apparently AMC, the, the yeah, next okay. season is on now on AMC or it started back in August. Yeah, they turned it into like an anthology series. Yeah, so like this season, from what I understand, I haven't seen anything about mm-hmm. it, but from what I understand is about a... Um, uh, Japanese, Japanese family, family. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like multiple multiple generations of this Japanese family being like during World War Two. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Now, so into spoiler territory. So, all right. So, Captain Fitzpatrick, yeah, does live to the end, but he fades yeah. into history. He doesn't. He doesn't get rescued. Although he he basically chooses to not get rescued and to live with this Inuit community. No, Fit, Fitzpatrick? I thought it was no. What's his? His name is um, um, Crozier. Crozier. That's right. Fitzpatrick is the other guy. Fitzpatrick, no, it's Fitz, Fitzjames. Fitzjames. Because his name is James, James Fitzjames. Fitzjames. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, Crozier. So he um, all right. So well, he comes across the the group, but like it has been a while because he spent like who knows how long recovering. Yeah, with, with, I guess you know, I guess that's true. Because like he he spends like a whole bunch of time recovering from his wounds and just like building up his strength again, and they like do it in montage. So like who knows how long it's been since they've gone off? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it just I don't know. It didn't feel like I guess the montage could have been more montagey because it's like it, in the way that I saw it, it was like, Oh yeah. He recuperated for like a day. And no, then he was no. Fine. It seemed to me like it had been several weeks um, because he had his hand cut off. I know he had his hand cut off, yeah. but I'm just saying like the way the, through the language of film, mm-hmm. the passage of time was not in my opinion, properly conveyed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Gotcha, and that's gotcha. why, that's what made it so confusing to me. Cause it was it like, it seemed like that to me at least. The, it seemed he, like that to me that like, it had been longer. Yeah, than... like it seemed like go based off the time that he spent at the other camp and like all the other stuff that happened. It's like he's gone for like like maybe five days, and then like he goes back and like what the fuck happened with these guys? That's what I saw. I don't mm-hmm. know. I get what you're saying, and it, yeah, it definitely makes sense for that to have been much longer. But it just it 
it didn't feel that it, that information was conveyed when the way that I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Surprise appearance by Charles Dickens. Surprise appearance by Charles Dickens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing himself. Um, <laughs> really <laughs> that, good. Was, that was a really big surprise. <laughs> really good for his age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, playing, it was a, the, the same makeup artist who makes uh, who made uh, What's-His-Name look like an old man in The Exorcist. Um, no. Uh, I don't know. It was a good series. I, I don't... Again, like... It wasn't really what I was expecting it to be. What like, were you expecting? I was it expecting it to be more like it's not really a horror story. Like there are horror elements, but it's like I don't know. I was expecting it to be like were the Tunbach ex- doesn't play as much of a role. Like it's a very important piece of it, mm-hmm. but it's like he's not really the main antagonist that turns out to be um, Hickey mm-hmm. is kind of like the main antagonist of the whole story, which is like. Based on what I had read of the book, I was not expecting. Right. Um, and he doesn't really seem like that bad of a guy when he's first introduced. Like and he doesn't seem that bad in the show either. Like, at first. At first. Yeah. And then he, like, but then like he... about halfway through, it's like, oh, no, wait, this guy is a monster. Yeah. And he will do literally anything mm-hmm. and, like, not give a fuck about who he hurts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That was... It was an interesting character study for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the descent into madness for that character, I suppose, is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And the 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 analogy of um, British colonialism. Yeah, it's, that was good. It's like... When he gets God at the end. It's yeah. like, yeah. You, like, you thought, you, you thought, son? You thought you understood how this all worked, you but you know you nothing. Because you didn't bother. Like, you're the one who's the most overtly hostile towards this culture. Did you mm. really think it was going to work? Yeah. No, you just got to cut your tongue out and offer yeah. it to it. That's all you That's all do. you got to do. No, it's just like a, you know system of equations then, like he, then he gets fucking ripped in half that was amazing uh i also I, there's the few changes that i was able to recognize from the book like, mm-hmm. again his character crozer's character is made to be much more like sympathetic mm-hmm. towards the the you know the native population than he was in the book because in the book he was just kind of an alcoholic racist um who wasn't like entirely irredeemable, but it's like, he was definitely written as like, this is a 19th century British Naval officer. Like he doesn't give a fuck about respecting this culture. Like the only person who does is good sir in the book. Mm -hmm. And that that's because, you know, good sir is like, he's a scholar and he's like interested in this Mm -hmm. and everyone else like thinks he's kind of crazy for spending all of his time with this witch. Like it's kind of, (laughs) it's kind of the way that it's treated in the book. Right. Including Crozier who doesn't really like Crozier doesn't think that he's, that she's a witch, but it's like, I don't want her on my ship. Like, I don't want anything to do with her really. Mm -hmm. Like I'll put up with her, but that's about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know if he gets the same ending in the book as he does in the TV show. Because in the TV show, they build it up from the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, he speaks the language. And, like, all right, sure. <laughs> this uneducated Irish foundling well, is I think, taking the time I think to they, learn. I think they say they, like, he spent a season in Greenland or something. And yeah, the probably. There, I, I don't know. Yeah, because he has been on Arctic expeditions before. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. The way that he is written through most of the rest of it is, like, He's a good sailor. In fact, he's a really good sailor to the point where he's probably been, like, he's been promoted beyond the point where someone born in his station would normally have been. Mm -hmm. But it's purely based off of his skills, like, as a mariner. And it's interesting, too, because this is a historic person. This Mm -hmm. is a person that actually lived and has existed. Um, And so it would be interesting to see, like, I don't know if, like, there's any documents about him as a historic person how which one of these is more closely resembling right yeah that, that's true because i don't know very much about who he was historically because mm-hmm. they, they do i'm sure they play around a lot with the history here because like all of these are based off of like people who were actually on the ship's manifest i think like all yeah the like i think all the named characters are from the ship's manifest which is freely available on wikipedia you can go and check it yourself yeah but um 
But yeah, no, it's like... Like, Franklin, in terms of the Arctic expedition, like, in terms of the public consciousness, like, okay, I don't know how, how much people are interested in, like, Arctic expedition <laughs> as, like, a pop culture, but apparently in Canada it's a big thing. Oh, I'm and, sure And, like, it is. Franklin is just a name that has, like, this mythology behind it. Yeah. Um, and they turn him into, I don't know if they turn him into, like, a bumbling fool, but he he's seems rather foolish. out of his depth. Yeah. Um, he's... Far more confident than he... Foolhardy. I think foolhardy is the right way of describing him. Mm -hmm. Like, they have him be like, oh, like this very pious man and, oh, God will provide for us. You know, we'll do this for God and country kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and whereas Crozier is like way more down to earth and is like, no, we need to start thinking about rescue. Like we thought when we got frozen in the ice at the start of our first winter here that, you know, the spring would come and this would melt and we'd be on our way. But we've been here for over a full year. We need to start thinking about getting our way back home now. <laughs> and he's like, no, I won't hear of it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, and again, don't know a whole lot about him, but yeah, like you said, Franklin is like this kind of mythologized figure, and so it's kind of an interesting way of interpreting this historical person as, you know, he didn't know what was best for his men, but his, you know, subordinate, if you'd only listened to him, mm -hmm. you know. I'm looking at the Wikipedia article here for him, and there's an unfortunately un unlike uh, unsighted. unsighted note here uh, that says unverified Inuit reports collected between 1852 and 1858 indicate that Crozier and one other expedition member were seen in the Baker Lake area about 400 kilometers south to uh, where in 1948 Harley Mowat found a very ancient carn not of normal Eskimo construction inside which were shreds of a hardwood box with dovetail joints uh, oh it is it is um there is the uh, citation right there. Yeah, because I, I was about to say, I think I've actually heard that one before. McClintock and later searchers found relics, graves, and other human remains of the Franklin crew on Beachy Island, King William Island, and the northern coast of the Canada mainland, but no survivors. So, of him being, like, the last person standing, there might actually be some historic evidence towards that. Yeah. Unverified, though. Yeah, no, I I do think that I do think that it would be interesting to see because you're a person that's interested in naval history to a degree, yeah, and and you have a, a good base knowledge of things like that. And it's yeah. interesting to kind of see um, see it from that perspective of more of like a a docudrama. And apparently, yeah. some people got upset when they first saw it, not realizing that it was going to be a horror movie or horror mm -hmm. series and if you just watch like the first episode you don't necessarily get that impression like there's right. some creepy things that happen but you know it does kind of present itself almost as like a historic drama yeah and a lot of it is like you say the toonbacks you know actual role in the story is somewhat minimal yeah um so it's kind of interesting to look at it from that lens too and that, um, for the, the author of the book, it kind of makes sense because, like, Dan Simmons is a writer who throws a lot of shit against the wall and just kind of see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I kind of appreciate it about it because, like, there's, all, there's always these, like, seemingly disparate elements that he just kind of shoves together. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's the Canterbury Tales in space, but you're going to go see this time-traveling demon who grants wishes and everything's named after Keats poems. All right. <laughs> sure. This is the other book from him that you've read. That's one of the other books. Okay. That's, that's Hyperion. Um, then there's, it's the far distant future and Greek gods are real and they live on Mars and they want to see, so they, they steal, uh, they steal, uh, classical like classical history experts throughout time to witness a recreation of the Trojan War. So it sounds like the terror is a lot more down to earth. Right. And, and yeah, so he does he does historic fiction and science yeah. fiction. Mm -hmm. Um and like some horror stuff too. But he does a like the science fiction stuff he does is way the fuck out there. Mm -hmm. Um and is a lot of fun. But I don't know. 
Nah. <laughs> Mara. Elise, you okay? Honk. Honk. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Dan Simmons is a wild guy. I put it like this: the the person uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel I follow that does a lot of stuff dissecting ideas in the Dune universe. He also does videos on the Hyperion stuff because Hyperion is just as dense and weird, um, if not more so. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, I think we're about to wrap it up here. So honk, honk. A little bit of a shorter episode, but we've been busy. Yeah, it's been a, kind of a crazy couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And other than honk, honk. Other than the video games we talked about. I'm coming for your pals. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Untitled Goose Game uh, crossover with uh, Animal Crossing comes in oh god because bells are the currency <laughs> and he just like yeah. he comes in and just wrecks everybody's shit yeah. well now now we know who's going to be the new dlc to smash yes oh my god the if the goose well i mean they already have the the duck hunt dog and duck so why not yeah why not elise honk <laughs> <laughs> all right i is that it is that the podcast for the week i think it might be i think that might be all that we have in us for tonight but um, thank you all for listening, everybody. Uh, my name is Alex. Honk. My name's Elise. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nick. Uh, glory to the goose. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Good night, everybody. Bye. Honk.